Welcome to all those joining us for Likute Halachas, Yoradeya Chelik Sheni, Hilchas Pidyan Bechoyer, Halacha Hei, Paragraph Lamed Gimel. We dedicate a learning today, Leilu Nishmas, Ndvoi Rabbas Reb Chaim, and Leilu Nishmas, Reb Eliezer, Reb Nasniakov, Yentefrad Rabbas Reb Shearye, Harini Kaporas Mishkavon, and Leilu Nishmas, Tzibka Rivka Bas Reb Hillel, and Zahavaleya Bas Reb Avram. And for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Mayana Chama Bas Galia, Tzvi Yosef Ben Chaya Sora Sima, Chaya Rezel Bas Shendu Dobra, Binyomin Yitzchok Ben Liba Margaret, Shena Taiba Bas Miriam, Levi Elchana Ben Yael, Chaya Shufia Shishana Bas Sora, Menachem Ben Rishabasha, Levi Melech Ben Rochel, Daniel Borach Ben Sora, Aviva Chaya Bas Esther Mindel, David Yeshayo Ben Sora, Avigail Brocha Bas Shirat Voira, Hillel Yisrael ben Sora, Nechem Yizalman ben Sora Fega, David Leib ben Shena, Daniel ben Rivka, Idis bas Miriam Brindel, Michal Sora bas Hadassah, Gitaganendel bas Sipoira, Lebelea bas Sipoira, Avive Yorah bas Yusbehendel, Sora Rochel bas Yusbehendel, Yehudis Ruchoma bas Chavarus, David ben Behia, Shendel bas Leia, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Eliana Golda bas Hanafega, Ayelet Shishana bas Hanaleya, Yisrael ben Hanaleya, David Elio ben Michal, Shimon Eliezer ben Michal, Lei ben Zhenya, Eliohu ben Miriam Rus, Shlomo ben Rivka Shprinza, Vesech Shachav Yisrael. Rab Nosenzal continues, based on chapter 7 in the second half of Likuti Moran, Ki Isa b'medrish al posuk v'tzaves Yehoshua v'chaskeu v'amtseu, the medrish rabbi says, regarding when Hashem is speaking to Moshe Rabbeinu, and Moshe Rabbeinu knows he's about to leave the world, and Hashem tells him that I want you to instruct Yehoshua, who's going to take over after you, and strengthen him, v'chaskeu v'amtseu. This is the wording in the Medrash. We, we only give encouragement to those who are encouraged. And we only try to, to infuse enthusiasm into those who have enthusiasm. Rav Nosan asks, It seems strange. How is a person supposed to start? If you're telling me we only give encouragement to one who is encouraged already, how does he get that first encouragement? However, Rav Nosan says, We already discussed this previously in Orachayim, in Hilchas Birchas Hareach, Halacha Dalid, Paragraph Yutes. There are many things in Yiddishkeit where we're told that A is dependent on B and B is dependent on A. And if that's the case, where do you, how do you start? Where do you start from? As Rabbeinazal mentions this in chapter 19 and the first half of Likutei Moran. The truth is that this is something incredible 
Vuhumi Sisre Niflois Habakira. And this is among the secrets regarding the whole incredible thing of free choice. How, how on one hand, everybody, Hashem knows exactly what's going to happen in advance. Number two, nothing happens without Hashem making it happen. And you're telling me that I have free choice. I can choose to do X or Y when everything is only Hashem. Hashem is doing everything. I'm not doing anything. And Hashem knows in advance everything that's going to be. This is among the secrets, the things that we don't understand, we cannot understand, regarding the wonders of Hashem. And Rav Nassim says, this is the most wondrous thing, this is the, the most, un, the thing that we have the least ability to understand of all the wonders of Hashem. The EF Shalahasikzois. We cannot understand this. Because the truth is that we really don't know where does a person begin, where is the right place, where is the best place to start. However, the truth is every beginning and end and middle and all of our accomplishments, all the things we're looking to accomplish are all through the, the true tzaddik of, in each and every generation. Shehu bechinas Moshe Rabbeinu, he is like Moshe Rabbeinu, Shehu Rebbe Harishon Shokol Yisrael, who was the first official Rebbe of the entire Jewish nation. Omimenu ha and it's from him that everything begins. And it's by him that our whole hope and our whole accomplishment of our mission is by him. As the Medrash says in Koheles, because there's a Pasuk in the first chapter of Koheles where it says, what was is what will be. This term history repeats itself, and it's brought that the first letters of Ma Shehoyahu spell the word Moshe. The same Moshe Rabbeinu who was then, he's the one that will be with us in each and every generation. And how Moshe Rabbeinu began, how Moshe Rabbeinu got started, is something that we cannot understand at all. And we're not supposed to think about that at all. How did Moshe Rabbeinu get started? How did he become Moshe? How did, How did a human being achieve such an incredible high level of closeness to Hashem? You read the Zohar Kodesh and the other Sforim, you get a, 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 a perception of that Moshe Rabbeinu is way above the Malachim and everything. How in the world did he get to there? And how did he start? However, once we already were privileged to receive the Torah by Moshe Rabbeinu, and we're to draw the das of, that Moshe Rabbeinu brought to us in each and every single generation via the true tzaddikim of the generation, 
שהוא בחינס הדס של בן ותלמיד הנ"ל, we're referring here to the das of both levels, the das of the higher level and the lower level, which Rabbein Azal defines there as the das of the ben and the das of the talmud. As a, as a result of this, Baruch Hashem, we have where to begin, we, we have where to get started. Because from when we're a, we're a small child, our parents, if we're to be born into a family that's religious, the parents start from when the child is very, very small, can barely speak, they start teaching the child about Hashem. Because a baby boy, when he's born, we give him a bris milah when he's eight days old. And afterwards, as soon as the child is able to start speaking, we start teaching him holy words. And as soon as the child is already capable of keeping themselves clean, doesn't need diapers anymore, we, we dress them in tzitzis. Therefore, we definitely do have where to draw strength from, where to draw encouragement from, with Hashem's help. So we know that's how a Jew, that's how we get started. That's how we start our children. We start them from when they're very young. A baby boy gets a bris meal at eight days old. A baby boy or girl, as soon as they're able to speak, we start teaching them words, Hebrew words, words from the Torah. And, and as soon as they can start having a little bit of an idea about a concept of, of Hashem, who made this, who, mommy baked this cake, this one did this, but who made the world? Who made this, this whole street? Who made everything? Hashem. To give children an idea about Hashem. I was talking to a close friend yesterday, and he was telling me that he has a small child, two years old, three, that has temper tantrums, starts screaming at the top of her screaming, and sometimes if you talk to her, she'll start, sometimes she won't start, she'll keep going. And I said, if this child were aware that Hashem created the world, and that Hashem is here now, you're screaming in front of Hashem. Can you scream? Can you scream? Can you can you scream? Can you just start screaming in front of us? Would you do such a thing in front of the one who made the whole world? And if a child is taught even at a young age, when they can start getting an idea, we're not there's there's obviously there's there's infinite levels. As a person is getting older, every day we're learning, and and when a person's 120 years, they still don't know what Hashem is, what Hashem really is. But we're talking about levels and levels. And this is why Rabbi Nezal was very specific in that chapter in Likutim Ram, chapter 7, that as a result of this das, these two levels of das, the higher level and lower level, anyone who's strong, not lazy, not weak, not weak-minded, that such a person can receive this incredible high light called during eating. 
Because the person has to be strong. The person can't say, I, I can't do anything, I don't know, I'm nothing, I, I don't know anything, I, I, I'm a failure. If a person is in that frame of mind, they will not be able to achieve this. The person has to be strong in a certain way. And then Hashem will give the person more strength. Until the person will be capable of receiving this incredible highlight. Because these two are dependent on each other. The stronger a person is in their faith in Hashem, in their faith in the Torah, in their faith in themselves, in believing in themselves, I can succeed. Hashem does want me close to Him. The more a person is stronger themselves, that person will be capable of receiving more of this great light, this and the more of this light that comes down, that spreads, the person becomes stronger. And it, 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 it keeps going. How it starts, we cannot know. We don't know how it starts sometimes. Sometimes Hashem makes the first move. Sometimes you got to make the first move. But the real truth is that the one who starts everything is Moshe Rabbeinu, the tzaddik the generation. They're the ones who start everything. Because again, the Medrash says, Hashem only gives encouragement to those who have that encouragement themselves a little bit. So, and these tzaddikim, they are the mechuzakim. And that's why Moshe Rabbeinu said to Yeshua, that's why Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, give him strength, give him words of encouragement. And despite, even though the tzaddik is doing everything, we have to strengthen ourselves in a very big way. Not to be a, a hopeless case, not to be in that kind of frame of mind. Because despite everything, every single one of us has free choice in every generation, every day, every person, in all different circumstances. And based on the different struggles and challenges and different things that are going on. Because Hashem must always leave room for choice, for a person to need to choose. Because the only reason why we were created is, and why the whole world was created, was for the sake of Bechira, that there would be human beings who would have the ability to choose to serve Hashem, to choose to accept Hashem's authority over us, or chas v'shalom not to. Ach mi However, a person who's really strong and determined, yochel hischazek barotzayim, that person will be able to strengthen themselves with willpower, 
Ki haratzayin chafshi la'ilam. Because our will is something that's always free. Nobody can take away, nobody can take that away. What I want. And that's something that cannot be blocked, cannot be taken away, no matter what the obstacle it is. I want to get Teretz Yisrael. There's no plane, they tell me there's no airplane now. They can't take away the fact that I want and to really want. And then suddenly an airline calls up and we have one flight and because despite everything, despite all the challenges that I'm having, despite all the mistakes that I'm making, despite all the aritas that I'm having, I want, I really want the MS Lamitoy. I really want the ultimate truth. And I want to get close to Hashem. That, that's the real MS Lamitoy. Now Rav Nussan is going to address a question that's asked by many Meforshim. And Rav Nussan Zal, this is one of several places in the Kutelochus where Rav Nussan Zal addresses this Pasuk and, and gives us clarification of it. This is why we find Moshe Rabbeinu telling the Jewish people, and now, you Jewish nation, what is Hashem asking of you? All he's asking of you is to have respect for him. Is Yira such a small thing to be zeichet to have real proper respect for Hashem? Yira sa'inish, Yira sa'roimimus. Is that such a small thing that Moshe Rabbein is saying? Oh, what's what? What is Hashem asking of you? He's not asking anything great. And the Gemara answers in yes. Legabi Moshe milsel zutrusil. Compared to to Moshe Rabbeinu, it's a, it's a small thing. Why? How is it a small thing? So the, I'm not sure if the Gemara says it or it's brought in another place that we know that Moshe Rabbeinu had incredible humility. The Torah defines Moshe Rabbeinu as the most humble person that ever lived. And the Gemara says, Masha Osa Anova Ekev Lizilusa Osa Osa Chachma the head. What 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 humility considers to be like the heel of its foot. Chachma considers a crown on its head. How do we see that? There's a pasuk, Ekev Anova Yiras Hashem. Ekev, Ekev means the heel of the foot. The bottom of the bottom of humility is Yira. And when it comes to Chachma, it says, Reishis Chachma Yiras Hashem. Above Chachma is Yiras Hashem. So because Moshe Rabbeinu was outstanding in Anova, to him, Yira was a small thing. This is what the Gemara says. But it's still, the, our question is still very difficult. How did the rabbis help us in any way by giving the answer? Yeah, to Moshe Rabbeinu, it's an easy thing. We're not talking about Moshe Rabbeinu. We're talking about what is, what is Hashem expecting of you, the Jewish people. Moshe Rabbeinu is addressing Klal Yisrael. And Hashem is saying, what is Hashem already asking you for? 
Haloyira lavnal sezutra sehi etzleinu. To us, Yira is not a small thing. It's very, very difficult for one of us to achieve real, proper Yira Shemayim. Uma yoyalonu masha etzloi himil sezutrasi. So what, what is it helping us if to Moshe Rabbeinu Yira is a small thing? To us it's not a small thing. Good question, right? Ach, however, if you look carefully and if you studied the chapter on Likut Iran, chapter 7, that this is based on, and if you've been paying attention to the Likut Elochus, the past 10, 20 shirim we had on this, You'll see that in this pasuk, it's alluding to the heoras haratzoyim, shehu bechinas mo. Remember, we said many times throughout this halacha that this light of heoras haratzoyim, this keser, this attic, is also called mo. Bechinas mo. Mo means nothing. The Zohar Kodesh says in the introduction that the malachim say mo chomis, mo pishpesh. What do you see? What do you know? Speaking about the levels above them, what they don't see, what they can't see. Speaking about this Ha'or HaSarotzayim. So and when Moshe Rabbeinu said, V'nachnu mo, we are nothing. So the word mo represents this Ha'or HaSarotzayim, this highest light. Bechinas mo Hashem me'imach. That what is Hashem asking of you? Hashem is asking of you to prepare yourself to receive the Ha'or HaSarotzayim. Va'yideizeh and Rabbi Nassau explains over there on Likut Imran, the Pasuk in Ashrei, Ritzoin Yerei of Yase, that Ratzoin generates Yira, Ritzoin Yerei of Yase. Kemoshim Avur Batoyron, our Pasuk says, Rabbi Nassau expounds on this over there. Ayin Shem, take a look. Ukvar Kosavnu, Shehaora Saratzoin Shubachinas Yira, Yochoyl Kol Odom Liskois Bekal. And we already mentioned earlier, that this Heora Sarotzain, which is synonymous with Yira, as Rabbeinu Zal speaks about this in Torah Dalid in the second half of Likud Aram, every single person can achieve Rotzain. Every person can want. I want to be good, but you're not good. I, you're right. I, I, I wasn't good. I didn't pay, but I, I really I want to be good. That every person can do. Ki because Ratzain is, is available, always. It's always available. Rakshet Chazak. However, yeah, a person says, I want, and, and 50, 59,000 times they don't do what they want, so you don't really want it. You don't really want it. Rabbi Nassau is saying a person has to be strong, determined. Bechinas Ishchayel. Not a baby, not a schlepper, not, not a hopeless case. Vezeh toli bozeh. And this is dependent on this. As we said earlier, Hashem will not help a person who doesn't want to help themselves, a person who doesn't want help. I remember I heard from my Rebbe, Rebbe Michal, when there were certain situations that were presented to him of super, super crisis. And he said there's three criteria that if these three conditions can be met, the person can be helped. If not, the person cannot be helped. The three conditions were the person has to recognize that they have an issue, that they have a problem. No, not denial. Number two, they have to want help. Number three, they have to believe that they can be helped. 
think about this carefully. Think about this very, very carefully because it's very simple and it's very clear. Person has to recognize people. Persons walk around. I'm not sick. You're sick. I'm not sick at all. I'm 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 perfect. The person who has that attitude cannot be helped, and a person who doesn't believe that they can be helped also will not be able to be helped. Chas and and a person who, who doesn't want help. Those are the three criteria. This, so here we have the ein mechaskin el al mechuzokin ishchayel. This is the ishchayel. However, where, where, where do you start? That's something that we cannot understand. We cannot figure it out. It's not perfect. It's not clear. The real difficult thing to figure out is how did Moshe Rabbeinu get started? How did Avram Rabbeinu, how did the great Sadikim get started? Whereas we, we already have a solid foundation to build on, where to get started from. Once we know that Moshe Rabbeinu and all the true tzaddikim worked very, very hard till they were successful in bringing this das into the world, the written Torah and the oral Torah and the Shulchanah, all the, all the Torah and all the das that they brought into the world in writing and into their students, that's where we can draw all of our strength from and encouragement. And when a person has this hischaskus, they can draw upon themselves this light of Ratzin. And these two are dependent on each other. To the degree that a person is mechazek themselves, to that degree they receive Horas HaRatzin. To the degree that a person has Horas HaRatzin, they'll get more Chizuk. V'alkein, kol mi sheroitze, yochoy lehishazek bekal, al yedei hadas hanal, sheheiru lanu, ki maloi cholorets And therefore, Anyone who wants to draw strength through, through Das can, can get it through the Das that the Tzadikim have enlightened us when they taught us that Hashem's Kavod fills the entire world. Hashem is everywhere, in the highest places and in the lowest places. Wake up and sing, you who are lying in the dirt. This is the message that the Tzadikim give to us. And Rav Nosan Zal here doesn't mention the first word in the Pasuk. The Pasuk begins with the word Yekimun Hakitsu Varanenu Shoichne Ofor, where the first letters spell the word Yehoshua. That we, the students of the Tzaddik, we who are Yehoshua's, the main message that the Tzaddikim give to us are Yekumun, get up, Hakitsu, wake up, Varanenu, and sing Shoichne Ofor, you who are lying in the dirt. There is hope. And if a person is mechazek themselves, then they're able to receive that light that horas harotzayin. The chol ma'ashe harotzayin misgadal yoser, aydezim mischazek yoser. And the more that this horas harotzayin is shining, the person's willpower gets stronger and stronger, 
And the person can get more chizuk, more and more chizuk, to do more, to accomplish more. Okay, we have a few questions in the chat. Does the fact that Rav Zalt speaks about a true tzaddik in every generation mean that every generation, including ours, has its own tzaddik? The answer is yes, yes. There are opinions that say that you can have a tzaddik that is the tzaddik for the next few generations. He is the tzaddik for the next few generations, the leading tzaddik. That doesn't mean there won't be other tzaddikim. Other, there could be tzaddikim amitim in every generation, but in terms of a major leading tzaddik emes, that, that one, there are some opinions that say that that doesn't have to be in every generation. It could be that could be that Rabbeinazal was that tzaddik, and he continues to be that tzaddik until the coming of Moshiach. There are opinions that say like that, and there are opinions that say that in each and every generation, there's physically one individual who is the leading tzaddik of that generation. We believe also that that tzaddik is under the umbrella of Rabbeinazal, that Rabbeinazal said, from me until Moshiach, there will not be any news, meaning there won't be any revolution, there won't be any major change that affected the world, like when Rabbi Shimon Bar Yechoyzal came into the world and was the first tzaddik who taught secrets of Torah publicly to a group of students and was able to write it down. And then the Arizal took it to a whole other level. And then the Baal Shem Tov came along and also opened up a whole new vista of Yiddishkeit. And then Rabbi Nezal came along and also a whole brand new, brought tremendous new encouragement, new light to the world. Don't we say, though, that uh, Rabbi Nachman said he didn't bring anything new, he just, he took, it's an old path, and he just... The answer, the, the answer is yes, but, but the, the revival of the old path was something very, very new. For example, the Eights of Hispoidus, certain things, and, 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 and Rav Nosanzal writes that during the time when Rav Enzal was born, around that time, the fire of Hasidus started dying down, dying down. The initial fire that the Baal Shem Tov had infused into the world, Chatzois and, and Tfilot and all of these things, started dying down and being replaced in some cases with vodka and, and knowing that Hasidim don't have to daven on time, they can daven late, they don't have to keep Zman Kriyashma or Zman Tfil, Chasvishon, all kinds of things like that. Hasidim don't learn Chasvishon. And Rabbeinazan made a revolution, a major revolution, to revive, to revive the real Hasidus, number one of the Baal Shem Tov, and to revive the Derech of Avram Yitzchok Yaakov, of Hispiridus, you know, to, and, and, and Tiknaklo, the revelation of the Tiknakloli was something new. There, there were some new things. Didn't add or chasham subtract from the Torah, but there were new revelations. The Tzadik Emes in each generation may not be a Talmud of Rabbeinazal. Are we supposed to seek and follow him nonetheless? <clears throat> the answer is that Reb Nachman Chirin writes in a place that we believe that the Tzadikim Amitim in every generation are students of Rabbeinazal. In some cases it could be more obvious and in some cases less obvious. 
but it's not as if there's a tzaddik who has no, con- no connection at all to Rabbein and to Rabbein derech, to Rabbein derech, and he's the tzaddik emes of, of the generation. We do not believe that. Wow, wow, beautiful. Pointed out in the chat that we mentioned ma shehoyahu sheyiyah, that tzaddikim in every generation. <coughs> Today, the 13th of Ador is the yard site of Horav Hagoin, Horav Moshe ben Horav David, Rav Moshe Feinstein, Zechon of Rocha, who's buried in very close proximity to Rabbi Koch of Leizal, Rabbi Avrom Sternhartz, the Rebbe of Rav Rosenfeld, Rabbi Michal, and many others. Today is his yard site. I remember it was an incredible, there was, I was privileged, I was a young boy at the time, and I was privileged to attend the Levaya of Rav Moshe Feinstein in America, which was one of the largest Jewish funerals that ever was, because he was recognized by tens of thousands or maybe hundreds of thousands of Jews as a Paisik Hador, one of the leading Paiskim of the generation. His Sforim, Igrois Moshe, Dibrois Moshe, the other Sforim, and then he was brought to Eretz Yisroel and was buried on Haram Enuchos, and again, an incredible major Leviah. He was, he was, again, he was known for his knowledge in halacha, he was known for his humility and his sweetness and his goodness and teaching Torah to thousands of Talmidim. Many, many of today's Rabbonim, certainly the English-speaking ones, were either his students or students of his students. And he was one of the people whom my Rebbe, Reb Michal went to see when he, when he was here in America at the time. And we were looking for a connection to the White House, and we were looking for a way to succeed in preventing the Russians from destroying Rabbein Azar We went to see Rabbi Moshe at the time. He wasn't seeing people privately because he had a difficulty with his heart. The doctors had put a pacemaker in his heart earlier, and they told us that in order to see him, you have to go Davin Shachris, where he Davins, in his shul, Teferis Yerushalayim, on the Lower East Side, and after Shachris, when he's putting away his tefillin, you can go over, you can approach him and talk to him. So we did that. We got up, we went to the Lower East Side, we davened Shachris there. After Shachris, Reb Michal went over to him and told him briefly what was going on, the threat, the danger, that the Russians were about to put up a whole, a whole area of apartment buildings, nine-story apartment buildings, and they were going to dig up the whole area there where Rabbi Nezal is buried, and they said, either take it out, or else we cannot guarantee that it's going to remain here. And Ramesh's first response was, maybe it's an opportunity, maybe it's an opportunity to, to bring him to Eretz Yisrael. And Rabbi Michal said to him, but his Talmud Muvhok, Rabbi Nelson writes, that this is the place that was chosen for him, Misheshis Imeberishis, from the time of creation. And we were told a little bit of why he wanted to be exactly there, and knowing that there are many re- reasons that we don't even know. And Ramesha at the time stood there and thought for about a minute, and then he said, Oy bazoi, if that's the case, Zolver and Oiskefir, the Rotzain from the Heleget Sadik. Maybe, maybe, may it be fulfilled the will, the Ratzain. We're talking about Rat, the desire, the Ratzain of the Holy Tzaddik. Those were the exact words that came out of his mouth at the time. And I was waiting for Michal to say to him about the White House and the President. Nothing. Michal walked away. Mission accomplished. 
He knew that, ah, Remichel introduced himself by saying he's a shliach from Eretz Yisrael, from Hasidei Breslov, and he said, Rabbi Nachman writes in Likutei Moran that there's a pasuk, Moifsov u fihu, that those rabbis who are involved in mishpatei fihu, mishpat, meaning halachat, poisek, a person, an authority who's accepted by thousands as an authority in halacha, such a person has the ability to affect moifs and miracles. And, and that's why I'm coming to you. And then he told him the story. And then we walked away, went back to our seats. Then, a while later, we, we were putting on Rabbeinu Tam Tfilin. When Rabbi Moshe was walking out of the shul, he was in front, we were in the middle of the shul. He walked past us with his grandson, with a doctor that was with him at the time. And he walked past us about 10 feet, turned around and came back and went over to Rabbi Michal Zechernavrocha again and said to him, Hashem should help that the will of the holy tzaddik should be fulfilled. Whatever Rabbeinu Zal wants, if Rabbeinu Zal wants to remain in Ukraine, he should remain there. If he wants something else, then that's what should happen. So whenever I go to Haram Anuchas, I usually stop by by Rabbi Moshe. It's, it's on the way to Rabbi Avram Sternhatz, Rabbi Kovleizal, and kiss his matzeva, having in mind that he played a role in the success of that mission. When I say the Tikkun Akloli there, I have in mind, I mention names, a whole bunch of names, that's one of the names, Horav Moshe ben Horav David. Question, another question, how does a Shlemazel strengthen himself to get the initiative to become an Ishchayel so Hashem will help them? The answer is, by, by reading what we said here, by knowing that even if I think I'm a Shlemazel, but, but there are tzaddikim, there's a tzaddik, there was a Moshe Rabbeinu, there is a Moshe Rabbeinu, there are tzaddikim, and they are not Shlemazels, and I can plug into them, I can, I can work on their strength, on their emuna, by, by having faith, believing in them, I can connect to them, and I can, I, can, I can gain strength, I can gain confidence that even if I myself am a stronger person has big brother walking next to him and, and he sees a threat, not afraid, what do you mean not afraid? That person could, could swallow you in a second, yeah, but big brother's here. And big brother, they're not going to start with it all, they're not going to go near big brother. They're very afraid of big brother. I see that there's some other Yorot sites mentioned in the chat that were 12 Adar, which was yesterday. Rebalta Teplika, the author of some of the outstanding Breslov Sforim, Hishtabchus Nefesh, Meshivas Nefesh, and, and others, who was murdered during the Kazakh uprising, and also, today's you ah, I'm sorry, today, yeah, excellent, okay, it's today, wonderful. And also... Reb Shmuel Horowitz, Zechet Tzadik Levracha, who was one of the outstanding tzaddikim of, of Breslov in the previous generation. Also, Reb Boruch Berdichever, one of the outstanding Breslovers of the previous generation. Thank you. Question in the chat. The whole encouragement that Rav Nelson Zal seems to, to be, seems to be based on the fact that Jewish children are taught Yiddishkeit from a very young age. But how does this encouragement relate to those who grew up among Goyim and didn't have Jewish education? 
The answer is, keep in mind, this is one page of Likutei Alachis. On this page, on part of the page, he's mentioning that those people who are born to Jewish parents, they have that benefit. If, if the parents are proper Jewish parents, those children have the benefit that from when they were first born already, they were being introduced in the Yiddish guide. On other pages in Likutei Alachis, Rav Nosanzal stresses that the issue of Balei Tshuva and how much Hashem reaches out to them and the different ways that they're able to come close to Hashem. And remember, the Torah Mikutimran that this halach is based on, we're speaking about the Dore Malo and the Dore Mato. We spoke about the Ben and the Talmud, the son and the student. The son is the one who's actually part of the father. He comes from the seed of the father's brain. The student can be anybody. The student, Yisroi, was a student of Moshe Rabbeinu. All these students are all the people, the, the people furthest away, who can be students of the Tzadik Emes. Question in the chat. Since we're mentioning yard sites, in which month should other yard sites be marked? The answer is that there's discussion about this among the Poiskim, but generally what we follow is that if the person passed away in a non-leap year, in a regular year, then when a leap year comes along, we favor the first Adar. We favor the first Adar. The Arizal says, if possible, to keep both Adars, to keep Adar Sheni also. But the emphasis is that between the two, the first Adar is the more important one. Someone mentioned to me this morning that Svardim go by the second Adar. I'm not aware of that. If possible, I'll check that. Okay, we continue. Alkane. Now Rav Nosnesal gets back to answering the question that we began with. Alkane Moshe Shapir Kalmar. Based on what we're learning here, what Moshe Rabbeinu said is very good. The Ato Yisrael, and now Jewish nation, Mo Hashem What is Hashem asking of you? The Ato Daika, note that word, the Ato, and now. What's the and now? Pirish. Yogati, Moshe Rabbeinu is saying this shortly before he passes away. Now Moshe Rabbeinu says, after I have struggled so hard on your behalf, as Moshe Rabbeinu explained to the Jewish people elaborately, in all the parshias before this, and throughout the whole Chumash Dvorim, regarding the incredible struggles and challenges and difficulties that Moshe Rabbeinu incurred on our behalf. He took them out of Egypt, and he gave us the Torah with such incredible miracles, and Moshe Rabbeinu shined into the Jewish people this incredible holy das, as it says, Hashem says to the Jewish people, you, my students, have been to be shown das. And despite all of this, the Pasuk says in Shira Shirin, that despite all of this, while the king is having his major celebration, 
You're, you're already running out the door. You're going to make a, a golden calf. They, they sing with an ego. And Moshe Rabbeinu davened for us until Hashem allowed himself to be appeased, until Hashem was willing. And after I already worked so hard on your behalf, now Jewish people, now specifically, now that I am in the world, now that there is a tzaddik emes in the world, what, what is Hashem is asking of you? Just to, be a, just, just to have respect. To me, Moshe Rabbeinu, Yira is a low level compared to the levels that I achieved. And if to you people, Yira is not a little thing because of all of your Gashmias, because of all your materialism, once you realize that to me, Yira is a little thing, and I've already started you off. I already made the beginning on your behalf. <coughs> you already have a very strong foundation that's been laid on your behalf. And you have a very good start. And you'll be able to draw strength and encouragement through me. And once you'll be strong, once you'll realize this, you'll believe in the tzaddik, and you'll connect to the tzaddik in whatever ways you can, you'll be to have your own strong desire, which is more, which is bechinas yira. As we said, ritzoin yirei of yase, rotson and yira go together. And now, therefore, Yira is definitely also a small thing, even to you. Since to me it's small. Because through me, Moshe Rabbeinu, all of you will be able to be zeichet to complete Yira. Through Ratzayim, this Sarah Ratzayim, which comes by a person having that motivation, that encouragement. Because as we said earlier, these are the, the Hizchaskos, your, your personal Hizchaskos, is what will bring you closer to the Tzadik, to Ratzayim. The more closeness to the Tzadik, the more Ratzayim, the more you'll get stronger and stronger. Because you already have a solid foundation to get you started. Because I have been privileged to what I've been privileged to. I, Moshe Rabbeinu. I'm sorry. Where there's no way in the world for you to be able to understand how I got started. However, you, the Jewish nation, you already have a solid beginning. You have a jump start. And therefore, easily, 
you, you will be able to re- achieve all kinds of goodness through me, through my Shuradeinu. Any question? So here again, obviously, the emphasis here is that if a person believes in the concept of a tzaddik, the concept of a tzaddik emes, the concept of Moshe Rabbeinu, which if they don't, they're not a member of the Jewish nation. They're not part of the, 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 the they're not in the picture at all. Vayaminu b'ashem If a person believes in Moshe Rabbeinu, that there is a Moshe Rabbeinu, there is a tzaddik, and the tzaddik has achieved incredible heights, and all of his heights and all of his greatness is for me, for us, the, the, the Medrash says that when the Jews started worshipping the eagle, Hashem said to Moshe Rabbeinu, Leich Reid, go down. Moshe Rabbeinu was up in heaven at the time, receiving the Torah Shabbat. Hashem said, Leich Reid. And it's brought that the word Leich, Lamed Chof, is 50. Moshe Rabbeinu was connecting to the 50th level. Hashem said, no, go down. Why? Klum nosati l'chagdula ele bishvilam. I've only given you greatness for them, on, for their sake. If they're in the dirt, then you don't need that greatness. Then forget it. Forget. Go down. Go down with them. So if a person believes in the concept of a tzaddik and the greatness of a tzaddik, and the person makes that connection, then that the person can, can start the ball rolling. And again, that the tzaddik is there for me. He's there for me. All the mitzvahs, all the efforts, everything he built <clears throat> is for me to be able to come inside and use that as a start to, to make my haschalah, then for that person they'll be able to achieve everything we discussed in this halacha. Question in the chat. <clears throat> the only hope for an absolute unmotivated shlamazel is to nullify his will to a tzaddik. <clears throat> Is that not encouraging his dependence on flesh and blood rather than completely and exclusively on Hashem? The answer is yes. And if a person wants to, wants to depend completely only on Hashem and leave the tzaddik issue out of the picture, they should join a different religion. There are definitely a variety of other religions. I'm not familiar with them. Maybe in Shmudism or Kaboka Poka, could be there, there is such a thing of connecting directly to Hashem, no need for any, any flesh and blood, but in authentic Judaism, it's made perfectly clear in many, many places, especially on Har Sinai, when Hashem made an attempt to communicate directly with the Jewish people, and they died, everybody died, they had to be brought back to life, and then the Jewish people went to Moshe Rabbeinu. This is in the Chumash. This is not in Sifrei Abal Shanto. In the Chumash it says, the Jews went to Moshe Rabbeinu and said, you speak to us because we can't handle this. We cannot handle this. We need you to convey the Das of Hashem to us. This is, this is one of the most important Yesodos in Yiddishkeit. And, and the Kablit Shlomazel and the Rosh Yeshiva and the Admor all need to know this, all need to know this. They need to know that if they are not the tzaddik emes, they should look and find him, find him, because they, they and we, all of us, need his help. We need his help, we need that connection. Definitely. A question in the chat, so why is Purim in the second Adar if the first is more important? Number one, I didn't say the first is more important. I said that the first takes priority regarding certain halachas. 
the Gemara in Megillah says there's a Pasuk that shows us that the holiday of Purim should be celebrated during the Adar that's closest to Nisan, during the Adar, which in Alipir is Adar Sheni. So we know that we read the Megillah in Adar Sheni. It's, you know, the, the mitzvahs of the celebration of Purim, these, however, the, the Purim in the first Adar still has some significance. We will not say Tachnun on Friday, this coming Friday, which is the Purim Katan, the first day, and Shabbos is also, that's Shushan Purim Katan. We won't say Tachn anyway, Shabbos. But again, there is significance to the Purim Katan in, in Adarishan also. Question, there's still another minute or two. Can we have something on the parasha? It's Wednesday. We said L'chun Aranana this morning and in the, in the end of the Yoim. This week's parasha is very, very unique. Very unique. The main character, this out of all the parshas in the Torah, the main character in this Moshe, in, in this parsha, uncontested, should be Moshe Rabbeinu. Who put up the Mishkan? This parsha, parsha's Tetzave, we're going to read all about the Mishkan. Who put up the Mishkan? Moshe Rabbeinu. Absent. Take a look. There's a hundred and one psukim, no mention of Moshe Rabbeinu at all in this week's parsha. How could it be? It's brought that Moshe Rabbeinu, when the Jews worshipped the Egel, which was instigated by the heir of Rav especially, Moshe Rabbeinu said, Hashem, either you forgive them, otherwise erase my name from the Torah. The Gemara says we have a rule that when a tzaddik, when a Talmud Chacham of that caliber says something, even if there's a condition attached to it, and the condition is met or not met, doesn't matter, it has to come true. So Moshe Rabbeinu said, erase my name. Moshe Rabbeinu's name was erased from a parsha which his name should be the most prevalent and most prominent, this week's parsha. However, the, the tzaddikim tell us a secret. In every parsha, there's a simon how to remember how many, how many psukim there are in the parsha. This week's parsha has 101 psukim, the word me'ayin, me'ayin, how does a person get from nothingness nothingness means from humility number one refers to also from the keser from the highest level so it's brought that we know that every letter in the Hebrew alphabet has the letter and the, the hidden part of the letter what you don't see the letter shin we pronounce it as if it were written shin yud nun but we only write that first letter. So the Yud Nun is called the, hidden, the hiddenness of the letter. If we take Moshe Rabbeinu's name, Mem, it's as if it were written a Mem with a Segol under it and another Mem. Shin, Shin Yud Nun. Hey, Hey Aleph. We take the hiddenness of Moshe, the, the, the Mem, the Yud Nun, and the Aleph, it's Bigimatria 101. The hiddenness of Moshe Rabbeinu is 101. The 101 psukim in this parsha, in this week's parsha of Tetzaveh. Also, it's brought that it begins with a vav. It begins with a vav. And we know that those people who learn grammar, you never start a sentence with the, with the word and. That's not how you start a sentence. You're right. It's not starting the sentence. The last word in the previous parsha 
was nechayshes. Nechayshes. Take a look at the last word in Parshas Truma. It's nechayshes. The Sifrei Kabbalah explain, I believe it's the Arizal, that the word nechayshes is noyach, sheis, viato. That Moshe Rabbeinu was a continuation, a Gilgal of noyach, and therefore he made the tikkun for the mabel when he said, Mocheni no, erase my name. Mocheni is me noyach, the tikkun for the flood. And Shays, the Moshe, she, he was called Moshe Rabbeinu. It says, Ki min hamayim mishisihu, because I drew him out of the water. The Arizal says, Mishesu. Mishisihu is Mishesu. Moshe Rabbeinu comes from Shays. So the viata is a continuation of the last word in the previous parsha. Noyach sheis viata. Noyach sheis in you that these were three of the outstanding Gilgulim of Moshe Rabbeinu. Yashikoyach to the one who initiated that. Wishing everybody a wonderful day. Tomorrow morning is the yard site of my mother, Zichron of Racha, the first yard site. We hope to go to, to Harazesim tomorrow morning. So the shear will not be at the usual time at eight o'clock. The shear we hope will be at nine, at nine o'clock, Mitzvah because we'll be leaving right after Nate's Mitzvah I hope to have everybody in mind. She's buried not far from my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld, Zechariah of Rocha, and all the Breslov at Sadiqim there. <clears throat> I hope that we'll, in the Kaddish we say there, we'll have all of them in mind and we'll include all of our friends, Mitzvah the coming of Moshiach, the Binyan Beis Amitash, Mervyameinu, Amen Vyameinu. Amen.